Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope you're having a great Friday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. The heart and purpose of the show is for you to be able to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. So the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I know here in Colorado, we're having a beautiful day, a nice warm day. We're really enjoying that. We also want to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast at Hope FM and Truth FM. I know you guys are on a one-week delay, but feel free to call in with your questions. Again, that number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's jump right into our callers. Let's go to line one to Dustin in Baltimore. Dustin, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. How's everything? Going good. How about you? Uh, it's a little bit windy out here. It blew me over earlier today, but <laughs> other than that, it's okay. All right. Um, I have a question. Uh, in Job chapter 40, 15 through 24, is he talking about a dinosaur? 15 through 24. Let me get there uh, real quick. It does appear so. Yep, it does. It definitely is describing, uh, you know, a, a beast, a large creature. Uh, and our best fit, our best understanding of that is that it would be referring to a dinosaur. Yes. Yeah, because I noted, uh, noticed uh, Job was one of the oldest uh, books in the Bible, and it was before the flood. And, you know, I believe that they had dinosaurs back then and whatnot. I know it's not a carnivore, it's a leaf eater, but, yeah, I was just wondering about that. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, that's that's cool. how I, I see that as well. Okay, well, that's all I need to know. Thank you very much, well, thank, Pastor. You have a good thanks day. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Geo in Commerce City. Welcome to the program. Hey. How are you doing Hi. today? Doing well. Yourself? Good. So, uh, I've just been going through uh, Exodus and Leviticus. So, I guess my first question is, um, why does God require uh, blood sacrifice for um, for any sin? Because, I mean, I was thinking about the correlation of, like, when they handed out judgment um, to the Israelites. It was always eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Like, they never went beyond anything. Um, like, they didn't give up somebody a punishment that wasn't equal to the crime. But... It's yeah. For God, any any iniquity, the payment was always blood. 
a blood sacrifice. Right. Man. Yeah. In in Hebrews, it does tell us without the shedding of blood, uh, there's no remission of sin. And I think the reason why God required a, a blood sacrifice for sin is because it shows us the weight of sin. Uh, in Romans, it tells us uh, the wages of sin is death. So the consequence of our of our sin uh, is death. And so in order for us to be uh, forgiven. Uh, there has to be death uh, and, and blood uh, obviously uh, resulting from death. And so in the Old Testament, the blood sacrifice covering sin, and then Jesus as the Lamb of God, uh, his sacrifice uh, taking away uh, our sin. And so I think that's the reason for the blood sacrifice, to show us both the weight of our sin, but also the weight of uh, the payment for forgiveness. You know, So the weight of sin and also the weight of forgiveness. Yeah, and then um, my second question was, like I said, going through Leviticus, and that is this whole like thing of like, oh, well, then this person's unclean, and do this, they're unclean, unclean. But um, I guess what's the what's the significance of that? Because just because someone was unclean doesn't, I mean, didn't mean that forgiveness wasn't available to them. So I guess what's yeah. the significance of being unclean? Yeah, the real significance of being unclean under the Old Covenant was that they weren't allowed uh, to come to the tabernacle, then later on to the to the temple, um, uh, until they were clean. Um, and so that was that was really the the importance or the significance of being unclean. And again, I think it it does very powerfully point us to Christ because it it didn't take a whole lot to make somebody unclean. So that they couldn't be in God's presence, um, and it shows us uh, our real need for Christ in order for us to be in the presence of God. So, when the Book of Hebrews tells us that the veil of the temple has been torn and we're welcomed into God's presence, that has great significance because of the background of the Old Testament and how easy it was to become unclean. Yeah. Okay. So that that's why it was so significant for Jews. Because them being unclean meant separation from God, but I mean, I guess it's not a struggle for us because we're washing clean blood. Yes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Really makes us cherish the blood of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. And I guess uh, the last thing is just a prayer request. Yeah. Uh, um, the last few weeks has been a little crazy for my family. I had a cousin die. Okay. Uh, and her her family's really going through a hard time. Uh, her mom just can't even operate. It's been almost three weeks, and she can't even hmm. do simple things. Um, okay. And then on Sunday, uh, I had a nephew who was born uh, three months early, one pound, nine ounces. But uh, he's in the hospital. He's doing well, but I mean, it's scary. My brother, mm-hmm. uh, he's just scared. It's I mean, obviously a scary thing. Yeah. Born that early. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's lift that up in prayer. Father, I thank you for Gio and his heart for you and his heart for his family. Uh, Lord, we we lift up uh, his cousin's mom to you. And uh, Lord, as she is processing this loss and just overwhelmed as a mother, um, God, we pray that you would comfort her, that you would give her peace, that you would walk with her. Uh, Jesus, I just pray that you would give her tremendous uh, support from family and friends, but but ultimately, God, that you would, would be her, her rock and her refuge and her strength. I also pray for Gio's nephew, Lord. We, we just lift up the baby as it's one pound, nine ounces, and born premature, and 
thank you that the baby's doing well, but we, we just pray that the, the, the baby would, uh, would, would grow to just full health and maturity and know you and love you and be used by you. Pray for Gio's brother that you would comfort him uh, in this time. Uh, so we lift up uh, the whole family to you and just uh, ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. And yeah, so yeah, he named his son actually Ezekiel because he's got strength. So. Mm, yeah. It's a but great yeah. name. We'll, we, Thank you we'll so be praying much. for Ezekiel. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling, Gio. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Brian in Harrisburg. Brian, welcome to the program. Uh, yeah, Eric. Um, uh, pastor, uh, I'm a pastor here in the Harrisburg region of Pennsylvania, and just like in the great state of Colorado, you have common law marriage. Here in Pennsylvania, we had common law marriage up until 2005. Anything prior to uh, 2005, the state acknowledges as a marriage. Since then, they don't, if you've been married for two years or longer. My question is, what is the biblical view? Because I'm being faced with a couple in our church that have been together for 16 years, and they're declaring common law marriage. Yeah, that's something that that we face uh, too, Brian, and it it it's a difficult uh, to sort out sometimes, um, you know. And for us, a lot of times when a couple comes to our church um, and they they are common law uh, uh, married, um, is that we encourage them to go ahead and have a wedding ceremony uh, before God and their their family and their friends. Uh, communicating their covenant uh, to the Lord and to uh, uh, one another, um, and so uh, if they're willing, we 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 try to encourage them in that uh, direction. Even though uh, there's this this common law marriage where uh, they they probably you know chose to start living together, maybe have lived together like this for 16 years, 20 years, um, to go ahead and to make that public commitment before God. Uh, and and have a wedding uh, ceremony. So, what are your thoughts? How are you uh, dealing with it? <laughs> well, my thought is is that um, you know we we have bylaws of the church and 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 our our statement of faith that says that marriage is between one man and one woman. Um, you know, so um, I guess it's the first time I've been faced with it. Uh, I mean, they're both believers in Christ. Um, uh, uh, they receive Christ as their Savior, but they believe that they are, according to the state of Pennsylvania, they're they're married. Um, so uh, I guess what I've been doing is just kind of generally walking with them, but um, they want to serve in ministry in the church, and I'm kind of torn. Us and the elders are kind of torn. Um, are they married or are they not married? Can they serve? Can they not serve? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough uh tough to navigate and I think ideally they would hopefully see the benefit of entering into that that public uh ceremony and and not getting too stuck in the weeds of like are we not married or are we married like we understand that, you know you're common law married and that the state recognizes your marriage uh but we also see the benefit of having a uh a wedding ceremony um, where you make that commitment uh, before before the Lord and uh, enter into that uh, spiritual um, uh, covenant. Um, so, 
Can I pray for you, Brian, that God really gives you wisdom and, and uh, you and your elders? And... Oh, absolutely. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for Brian. I thank you for his heart and his faithfulness there in Pennsylvania to, to serve you. And uh, as he's walking with this couple, we thank you what you've done in this couple's life and uh, that they know you, God. And uh, I just pray that you would speak to the couple through the power of your spirit and that they would see the joy and the benefit of entering into uh, a ceremony of where they're communicating their their covenant uh, before you and others. And um, Lord, would you give uh, Brian wisdom and great grace as uh, he navigates this? And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless your ministry and have a great, great weekend and a great Sunday coming up. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. We've got some texts that have come in. It says, Hi, Pastor Eric. Can you please pray for my husband, Mark, who left for... Baghdad today. Uh, thank you and God bless you. Ab- absolutely. Let's uh, lift up Mark right now. Father, we, we thank you for Mark and uh, thank you for his willingness to serve and to serve overseas and uh, serve our country. And as he's uh, headed to Baghdad, Lord, we pray for your protection. Uh, we pray for your divine appointments that you would, would use him uh, for your glory and you would encourage him. Be his good shepherd and provide green pastures and still waters. And also, uh, Lord, we pray for the family uh, that's here, that you would really protect them as well and be with them in a special way. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. If you need prayer today, you're going through a difficult time, it'd be a privilege to pray with you. If you've got a difficult situation going on in your life, love to be able to to talk about things that are on your heart and uh, real things. So 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Text is a a great way to uh, be a part of today's uh, program. One of the text questions that has come in says, how are the people alive at this time actually able to know Satan while Jesus is uh, reigning? So we're going back to Revelation 20. The text question comes from uh, Revelation 20. Uh, Christ is reigning for a thousand years. Satan is bound. And then after that a thousand years, he's released and had the opportunity to go to the nations uh, to to give them the opportunity uh, to choose. And I, I think the reason uh, that, that people can enter into Satan's deception is because God's a God of love and Satan could, in a, or excuse me, Jesus in a sense could control our hearts and minds and say, you, you have to choose me, but he gives us a choice. And because they have the choice, some, some unfortunately uh, choose uh, Satan. And so thank you for uh, sending in uh, that text as well. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the program. Thanks. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, thanks. 
I'm doing pretty you... good. How are you? I'm d- I'm doing good. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Uh-huh. Okay. What's on your mind today? I'm sorry. So, what's on your mind? How can I help you today? Um, I was wondering what Scripture says about uh, leaving an abusive marriage and um, entering into another. Okay. Um, well, we do know that uh, God's heart is never for uh, a wife or children or anyone uh, to be abused. And so, um, you know, if, if you or somebody that you know is, is being abused, I think it's really important to get into a safe place um, mm-hmm. and to reach out to all resources that you have available to you, uh, uh, you know, your church, your family, uh, mm-hmm. the resources that are available uh, through uh, the government uh, as well. Um, and then through time, if, you're, if your husband uh, does repent and really show in the fruit of his actions, it's got to be a, a long period of time that he's, he's really changed. Uh, there can be a restoration in that. And God's heart is always to uh, re- restore a marriage. And there, there's got to be um, a lot of wisdom and people surrounding you that can help help in counseling and help to identify is this really the the the, uh, the repentance uh, and change in, in his actions and, and his uh, behavior um, you know it's not God's heart to um, leave an abusive uh, uh, marriage and then to, to jump right into uh, another one um, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a hopefully there would be restoration. So I, I want to be really clear, you know, for your sake and maybe for others that are, are listening, I can't emphasize enough that you, you do need to put your your safety uh, as the first thing, or, um, you know, or if there's others that are in this situation uh, and make, make sure that you're safe and not continuing uh, in that abusive uh, relationship. Sometimes there needs to be separation uh, for mm-hmm. safety. Um, and, and don't ever enter in back into that relationship until there's absolute certainty of, of, of safety. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It really okay. does. Um, it's just like it's really hard. I've been in it for 12 years, and, you know, drugs and alcohol are involved. And, you know, I had to, like, remove myself entirely from that mm-hmm. situation because it just it was not getting better. Yeah. Yep, and that's that's wise, and I think you need to to stay separated until you see real, genuine change in in actions. Where there's not drugs, there's not alcohol, there's not abusive behavior, um, and there, there's there's accountability. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rush back into that, but I also okay. wouldn't rush into another marriage. Okay. You know, let 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 God work, and God's going to make it evident if. If um, there's going to be restoration in your marriage, or if your husband's continued down a road of destruction, you know, um, mm-hmm. the the fruit of his actions are, are going to continue to be seen over over time. Okay. Um, Do you feel does, like? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. What does Scripture say about? I mean, because like I believe in marriage, and you know, I know that divorce is something that you know, should be prevented at all costs. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah. what does Scripture say about leaving an abusive marriage? And it, even though it's divorce, I mean, what do you, I mean, what 
that God cannot punish me for that? So what we do have is in first or excuse me, Matthew nineteen, um, where Jesus talks about divorce. And in Matthew 19, verse 9, uh, he says, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality uh, and marries another uh, commits adultery. So so Jesus is telling us where there's sexual immorality, uh, you know, that that is a reason for divorce if a spouse continues in uh, sexual immorality. You know, if there's repentance and they, they've really changed, you know, then God's heart would be to restore uh, that, that marriage uh, also in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, uh, marriage is addressed and where there's a believer and an unbeliever. And it says if the believer is the one who departs, uh, then, then you have peace uh, in it. Um, so God doesn't directly have a, give us a scripture about an abusive marriage, but, mm-hmm. but we do know God's character and his heart is, is that he's a father and he's a refuge. Uh, and he doesn't want you to be being abused and, and to make sure that you're safe um, and, and be separated uh, and then and then wait upon the Lord and, and see what he would do. And I, I believe it's going to be clear over time, um, you know, what if your husband's headed towards a, a road of uh, repentance and restoration or or continued destruction, if that makes sense. And just yeah, just give it time it and, and and let let God be, you know, faithful in your life and. Okay. Do you, do you have do you have support, Ashley? Do you have have people that you can trust that are rallying around you? Yes, I do, and especially my church. So, um, hmm. yeah, I just uh, I was listening to you, and I just thought I would ask and see what your opinion would be. Um, yeah. Oh, but yeah, would you pray for me? And yeah, um, absolutely. My situation. Yeah, you bet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Father, I thank you for Ashley, and I thank you for her having the courage to call in. And God, I, I pray in Jesus' name that you would protect her, God, and that uh, there w- she would not be abused again, and, and uh, Lord, that you would give her real wisdom. I thank you for her church family. pray they would continue to rally around her and support her. Um, Lord, and we know ultimately her husband is accountable to you, and Lord, would you uh, work in his life and really change his life, Lord? Um, so we lift Ashley and this whole situation up to you, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much. Well, thanks for calling. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you too. Bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303 690 3000. 303-690-3000. Let's continue with our phone lines. Uh, let's go to Chris in Aurora. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, I had a question about um, in Hebrews where it talks about um, uh, us judging angels. Um, and I'm wondering which angels will we judge, like fallen angels or not fallen angels, and, and what will we judge them for? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. There's just that quick reference of us uh, judging angels, and we don't have a lot of clarity there. We don't have a lot of definition of what uh, we're going to be uh, judging angels. I think there's a, a couple of possibilities. Um, one is, you know, uh, 
like when you as maybe as a boss or an overseer, uh, you you may be uh, in a sense judging an employee not for like eternal judgment or anything like that, but evaluating. And so there may be some evaluating of angels almost for their uh, assignment. There may be uh, judgment upon upon fallen angels. I think the point there in Scripture uh, is the authority that God is going to give us, uh, that he's going to, through Christ, we've been elevated to, to a place uh, where he's going to uh, use us to provide accountability for angels. So it's pretty far out. Pretty, pretty Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I, you know, you'd be shocked to even see an angel, but to think that you'd be supervising or yeah. critiquing, critiquing an angel would be, uh, is quite something. Yeah. 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 It really okay. is. I think that for those that feel like uh, heaven is going to be boring, those, that, that's one of those verses that really opens our eyes that God's going to have all kinds of stuff in store for us in heaven. Right, right. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. Uh, you God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303 690 Six nine zero three thousand. Also, you can send a text seven two zero three three six zero eight and nine seven. I've got some texts uh, that have uh, come on, and uh, want to go ahead and look at a few of those. It says, in regards to the last caller, is not marriage a God ordained institute? Therefore, to be married, one should do so before God, not before the the state. Uh, and so. This was going back uh, several callers um, is in regards to common law marriage and uh, the, the need uh, to have a, a ceremony before God and, and others. And so they like to go into that a little further. Um, with marriage, we see a God-ordained institution um, where we should uh, be married before him and but before other witnesses in a, in a ceremony. And then also there is the aspect of Romans 13 where God has set up governmental in institutions and should also, we should seek to get marriage licenses uh, that make our marriages legit in a legal sense. And so I think, you know, marriage is to be done in a ceremony before God and also uh, with, with a, a marriage license uh, as well. So thank you uh, so much for sending in that uh, text question as uh, well. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text. It's a great way to be part of the program. 720-336-0897. I want to encourage the listeners today with the book of Ruth. If it's been a while since you've read the book of Ruth or you've never read the book of Ruth, it's a powerful story of God's redemption and his his ability to be able to restore. Things were, were bleak. They were dark. They were depressing. Naomi uh, has lost her husband and her two sons and is in a foreign land due to a famine. And then God restores uh, and, and Ruth stands by her side. And that's when things really start to move in a different direction. And then God brings Boaz into Ruth's life. And, and then you see... Uh, a child being born that leads to the lineage of Jesus Christ. So I imagine there's some today where you are really living in a dark time and it seems like all is lost. 
Uh, but all, it's never all lost with Christ, and the best is, is yet to come, and he's working a story of redemption. And a lot of times the biggest points of pain in our lives ultimately lead to the greatest sources of uh, redemption. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. If you've got a text question, feel free to text me. We are going to head to a break, so please stay with me. Thanks so much. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. Hope you're doing good on this Friday afternoon. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you're encouraged and blessed we do have a prayer request that has come in uh, for a young man who's serving in Afghanistan named Alan. So let's uh, join him in, in prayer and ask that the Lord would, would really meet uh, Alan in Afghanistan. Father, we're, we're humbled uh, by our, our military and their willingness to su- surrender their lives, Lord, for, for our benefit to, to serve in the military. And we pray for Alan in Afghanistan that you'd comfort him. Lord, that you would meet him first spiritually, but also protect him uh, physically, Lord, that you would encourage and uh, bless his family. We, we pray for all of our uh, servicemen and women that you would encourage them and bless them. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let's continue uh, with our callers. Let's go to Patricia in Baltimore. Patricia, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to uh, be listening. I've been listening uh, about a year or two, and um, I love the show and the audience that call in, and you. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Okay, I have a question. I have always read, try to read Ezekiel, and I'm always perplexed each time. So on this particular uh, chapter 8, verse 17, Can you explain that to me? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, read that together. So it says, And he said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Is it a trivial thing to the house of Judah to commit these abominations which they commit here? For they fill the land with violence. They have returned to provoke me to anger. Indeed, they've put a branch uh, to their nose. Therefore, this is verse 18, I will also act in my fury, my eye will not spare, nor will I have pity, and though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, I will not hear. And so God, when he's speaking of the abominations, he's speaking of the spiritual idolatry. Uh, The children of Israel stopped uh, worshiping uh, the one true uh, living God and and went into uh, idolatry, and that was an abomination to the Lord. And then this, uh, at the end of the verse where it says, indeed, they put 
the branch to their nose, uh, that's an insult uh, uh, toward God. You know, it's similar to the expression that we use of turning up your nose uh, to someone. And so basically God is saying, like, you've turned your nose up against me. You've you've put a a branch to to their nose. And so it was was an insult uh, in their culture to to do that. Okay. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. What amendments? I'm hearing this for the first time because I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm hearing this for the first time. What amendments? Okay. Is it used in the context of, like, Satan and his minions? Yes. Okay. So it's just an expression for demons or his workers. Uh, You know, it comes from the idea of, like, you've got a bad guy who's the boss, uh, you know, and then he's got other bad guys working underneath them, and they would be his minions. Uh, And so uh, the expression's kind of used in that context with Satan of, like, Satan and his minions or Satan and his co-workers or uh, Satan's demons, if you would. Okay. I'm satisfied with, with that explanation. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for listening out there in, in Baltimore. And is there anything I can pray for you? Do you need prayer for anything today? Well, yes. I have an upstairs neighbor that I don't want to go into it, but I have an upstairs neighbor. Very, uh, just pray for me. That's all I could say. Yeah, absolutely. Is it hot out there? It, today are, are is you... a beautiful day. It rained for the last couple okay. of days, but it's a very nice day today. 85 oh, good. degrees. All right. Sounds good. Well, let's pray for you. God, thank you so much for Patricia. And I just lift up this situation that she's in with her uh, upstairs neighbor. And Lord, you know. And so we just ask that you would protect and that you'd bring wisdom and that you'd bring peace. And thank you for Patricia and her love for the word. Here she is studying the book of Ecclesiastes. And would you just strengthen her inner person through the power of your spirit. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Penny. Penny, welcome to the program. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Um, I'm calling in reference to adulterers. Okay, in the Bible it says that except for adulterers, um, I could get a divorce. And I just found out my husband, after 25 years, he had an affair. I'm going to say one. That's what he said. But however, he did repent, and I did forgive him. But would I be out of the Word of God if I decide that, um, you know, we work with me to counseling? to stay in the marriage, or will I be, you know, I'm just, I just don't want to disappoint God, because his word yeah. is except for adultery, and he had an affair, and mm-hmm. I'm brokenhearted, however, we're working, we working it out, but in my heart mm-hmm. of heart, should I, or should I mm-hmm. not? Yeah. I don't want to disappoint God. I love God so much, and I don't want to disappoint him. I'd rather, you, you know. You know, Penny, uh, you're not disappointing God uh, 
at all uh, by staying in in your marriage. You know, in fact, uh, you you're honoring God. Um, when Jesus said in Matthew 19 um, that uh, there's no divorce except for sexual immorality, it's not saying that that's when sexual immorality happens that you have to divorce. Um, and when there is repentance, it is God's heart for uh, restoration. And so if your husband's repentant, it, it, it is God's heart to restore your marriage. Yeah, he's really sincerely repentant. He's really a apologize. I mean, so many times we pray and we pray, but in yeah. my heart, I'm like, Lord, am I doing your will because your word said that? Because yeah. I want to do his will more than I want to do to stay in, in the marriage. I'd rather stay yeah. single and just do his will. But now that you say that, that does make a lot of sense. And I feel, you know, that, that like my load. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. I do love my it, husband. I do love my husband so much. We've been married for 25 mm-hmm. years, and unfortunately, it happened. And we, we yeah. work on it together. We work on it together. Yeah. 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 In the Old Testament, in the book of Hosea, we have a prophet of God who who God calls him uh, to, to marry a prostitute. And then that the prostitute is um, it becomes his wife, and then his wife uh, is unfaithful to him, and he stays with her. And and it shows God's commitment of unconditional love, and and God stays with us in in our uh, when we sin and when we blow it, and so by you staying with your husband, uh, you're showing God's love. So you're you're exactly where God wants you to be. Oh, so, thank um, God. Mm, that yeah. is so confirmation. I mean, you just don't know how much I needed to hear that. Thank mm. you, Lord. So I will. I will definitely. Oh God, thank you. Um. Can I so pray for you, Hosea, Penny? And you said Hosea, come over here. Yes. Okay. Yep. And it's what, it's in the old. It the really the whole book is that storyline. Um, so okay. I would just read the. It's a small book in the Old Testament, yeah. uh, the book of Hosea. So let me pray for you, Penny. Okay, and pray for your, you, you and your husband. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Father, we thank you that sin is not the end of the story because of the cross. Because you, Jesus, have died for our sin and rose again and. We thank you for her husband's repentance, and we know that you pour out grace upon the humble. And so we just ask that for a a complete work of restoration in in Penny's marriage with her husband. Uh, Thank you for just encouraging her today that she's on the right path. And would you protect them and bless them in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again. God bless you too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Desiree and Thornton. Desiree, welcome to the program. Desiree, are you there? All right, looks like she dropped, so we lost you there. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. I'm going to jump over and take some texts that have come in. Also, uh, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Text question that has come in says, Okay, Pastor Eric, uh, can you please tell me about Galatians 4.26 and how people interpret it as a mother God for this one church about how it says she's from above. What's the reference 
So let's take a look at that together. Let me turn over to Galatians uh, chapter 4, and we will look at verse uh, 26. Galatians 4.26 says, But uh, the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. And so let's let's back up and look at the context. In verse 21 of Galatians 4, it says, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do not hear the law, for it is written that Abraham has two sons, the one by the bondwoman, the other by the free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman according to the promise, which these things are symbolic, for these are the two covenants, one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar, for this is Hagar's Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children, but the uh, Jerusalem above is free, which is uh, the mother of us all. Um, and so this is simply an illustration uh, when we see this, and that what's being illustrated uh, is two two mothers, and one being the new covenant, and the other being the old covenant. Um, but by no way is it uh, stating that that God is a mother. It's it's an illustration that's being used of of these two uh, covenants, uh, one uh, coming from the Old Testament at Mount Sinai. Uh, and, and the other coming uh, directly from the throne room of God, uh, the, the grace of God that brings about uh, salvation. So hopefully uh, that brings some uh, clarity. Thank you for uh, sending that in uh, as well. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take one more uh, text question uh, that has come in. Hello, Pastor. My name is Gary, and I'm texting in uh, for prayer. I got a lot of drama going on in my life. The Lord knows what's going on. I need to make decisions, but I don't know what to do. Thank you. Um, you know, Gary, I, I, my heart goes out to you as I read uh, uh, this text. And the verse that comes to mind is, Be still and know that I am God. And also, Psalms 23, 1 and 2, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, and he makes me to lie down in green uh, pastures and, uh, and leads me beside still waters. And I'd encourage you to be still in order to hear the voice of your shepherd. And so let's pray for you. Lord, you do know all that's going on in Gary's life, and you love him. You died for him and rose again. And I pray that you would just allow him to be still. And in the midst of being still, uh, that he would hear your voice, the voice of his shepherd, and that you would lead him and guide him and restore his soul. So would you bless him and thank you. Would you bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Diana in Aurora. Diana, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. Um, I have a question about First John four, and it's really three. First you know, John four three. Um, in the beginning of uh, four, he says, "Don't believe every spirit, and you know, know the spirit of God." But what is confusing me is that. Um, Three says, and the spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So okay. the Antichrist is a capital A, so it makes me think it means the Antichrist. And so how can he already be in the world 2,000 years ago? So I'm kind of confused about this um, scripture. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's not saying that uh, the Antichrist is, is present in the world 2,000 years ago, but, but the spirit of the Antichrist is. Basically, uh, the, the, the Antichrist is in replace of Christ. Um, and, and so uh, demons will operate in that same mode or agenda of, of trying to deceive us to where we'll okay. want to replace Christ in our lives. And so uh, the agenda or the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work in John's day and every day and will continue to be at work. And it'll culminate in the, uh, the ultimate Antichrist with, with a capital A. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does very much so. So, okay, I was just like really confused about that part. But I'm going to write that in my Bible so that I don't forget next time that I look at it. Yeah, that's a great, great question. And I think the key to that passage is the filter. And the filter is, do they confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, that he's God, that he came in the flesh, that he died on the cross and, and rose for our sins? And if the answer is no, then it, it's not from God. It's it's from Satan and is trying to lead us to replace Christ. So that's a good way to test if people are talking to you from a different religion or something. Right. Ask them those questions right there. Yep. Or if you have this spiritual experience or someone tells you, I had this spiritual experience, but the, it, the experience doesn't line up with Jesus Christ coming in the flesh and being God, then, then we, we've got to deny it. Yep. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Yep. You bet. God bless you. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Tracy in Westminster. Tracy, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me on. You um, bet. My question is that I have been attending a new church for the past year and a half, um, and just recently I have found out that um, they believe that women can be have the lead pastoral role. Um, we have an intern that just kind of started. Um, I don't know what her exact position is, but she's been, um, you know, giving uh, ser- sermons to the congregation, and I've just been really struggling with it. Um, as I look at the Scripture and just everything that God's kind of put on my heart, it doesn't match up with believing that. So I just wanted to confirm that that's how you read the Scripture, and also see if this is reason enough for me to have my church. Yeah, so where we see this from Scripture, and it is a really controversial topic, but in, is in First Timothy 2 and then going into First Timothy uh, 3, um, as it says uh, in verse 12, I don't prevent a woman to teach her to have authority over a man. Uh, but then it goes back to creation and it says, for Adam was formed first, uh, then, then Eve. Um, and so some would say, well, this is just cultural, this, this instruction. But Paul takes it all the way back to creation and saying that this, this is God's design um, is for uh, men to take that that spiritual leadership, and then it goes into First Timothy three, um, and it says if a man desires the position of a bishop, which is a pastor or elder, he desires a good work, and then goes on to say uh, he's to be the husband of one wife. So it's very clear that the elders were to to be men, and and this is why I do think it's important is uh, in no way is God undermining women uh, or, or saying that, that women are less. Um, you know, when, when God gives roles, he's not uh, 
elevating one role above uh, another. But God is a God of order, and he gives us an order in the home uh, where, where husbands are to be servant leaders like Christ in the home, and wives are to respect and to submit to their husbands. And my concern is if we throw out God's order in the church, where does that leave us any ground to have order in the home? Like if I just kind of ignore First Timothy 2 and 3 and, and say, well, okay, um, it's, okay, it's okay if a, um, uh, a woman is the, the lead pastor the, and the, the teaching pastor in the church, um, but we want husbands to be the spiritual leaders in their, in their home and, and wives to come underneath their, their leadership, it seems to all fall apart at that point. Um, uh, if that if that makes sense, and so I do think it's important um, because it is God's word, and we we want to we want to hold to um, um, God's word and hold to the order that He's put in the church and also in the home. Okay, so just to confirm, you do believe that it's reason enough to look for a new church. You know, ultimately, that's that's a what you'll you'll have to decide, and I, you yeah. know that. There's a lot of um, a lot of people that that feel differently. I have I have good friends that love the Lord that that feel differently, and so I think it's a question that each each has to to answer. Um, I it would be for me personally. I could tell you that, um, uh, and then I think you just have to you know get in the scriptures and kind of search it out for yourself and see where the Lord leads you. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, thanks. Yeah. That's my question. You bet. Well, God bless you, Tracy. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to Dan and Aurora. Dan, welcome to the program. Hey, Eric. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Hey, uh, good. I've asked another pastor this. In fact, it was Pastor Ed, uh, the church I mm-hmm. go to, the building I go to. And yep. uh, do you know, besides our Lord and Savior Jesus, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, in this lifetime, in your lifetime, do you know anybody, you didn't have to be there, but do you know anybody by the power of God through Christ our Lord that has raised anybody from the dead? Me me personally, have yeah. I witnessed anybody? No, yeah, do you be... know anybody? No, no, I don't know anybody that's been raised from the dead, yep. personally, no. It's, it's kind of... it's. Yeah, and Jesus said, you'll do greater works than I, you know, but it's, yeah, it was just a quick question. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, yep. I'll let you go. Okay, well, thanks, Dan. God bless you. And he does every day, every one of us, <laughs> whether we know it or not. He sure does. You bet. Well, thanks for calling. Have a great night. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. have a text that has come in. Please pray for Anna DeWeese, who filed for emergency leave. And so we have a or Alan Deweese, excuse me. So let's let's go ahead and pray for for Alan. This uh, he's going through uh, this this challenge and has uh, emergency leave. Lord, we thank you for Alan. We don't know all the details, but you do. And Lord, as he has uh, had to take this leave, we we pray for his healing. We pray also for your provision. 
and that you would bring encouragement and, and that you would walk with them. And we thank you and we praise you in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, jump over to the phone lines here to Robert. Robert, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, Eric, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because I visited you uh, a couple of times. Uh, got a request because my wife's been diagnosed with glaucoma by the eye special mm-hmm. by the eye doctors, and she's going to go see the her uh, specialist on the third of August. Uh, okay. If it's in God's will, I want it want it to be gone because. Yeah. Absolutely. Robert, what's your wife's name? Melody. Melody. Okay. Let's let's pray. Father, we lift up Melody to you and. Lord, as she's just gotten this news about glaucoma, uh, we pray that you would comfort her and that you would comfort Robert. And we know that nothing is too difficult for you, Lord, and this hasn't surprised you. And we pray that you would bring healing, that you would touch her eyes, and and also that you'd give the doctors wisdom and use the doctors. And I pray that you would comfort uh, uh, Robert and Melody in, in an incredible way and allowing them to sense the reality of your presence and to stand on the promises of your word. And so we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric. Yeah, thanks Thanks for calling, Robert. Have a good, have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. A text that has come in says, I witnessed to a friend and she accepted the Lord. After talking to her for a year, just accepted Jesus about two months ago. I see her going back and playing with sin. Uh, what can I do to tell her or to help her? I I want to do it in love, but don't know what to say. Um, one is I would just encourage you uh, that oftentimes when we're new in the Lord, that uh, we, we do make a lot of mistakes in sin, uh, similar uh, to a newborn baby. Uh, and so to be to be patient, um, I think of Ephesians chapter 4 that tells us to speak the truth in love uh, so that we can grow. And so I would speak the truth in love and continue to emphasize Jesus and that relationship with Christ. Um, and so let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this listener and thank you that they've been witnessing to their friend and they, that they came to know you after a year. And Lord, we pray for this new believer that you would be gracious and that you would just continue to show truth and give wisdom of how to be able to speak truth in love. Uh, and we pray, Lord, that you would continue to do a great work in this new believer's life. And we thank you that you are faithful. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for uh, listening to Calvary Live. It's been great to have you uh, today and to to have you with me. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, have six weeks off. Uh, Our elders of our church uh, gave me a a six-week sabbatical to rest and uh, to seek the Lord, and I got a lot out of it. Um, And I want to encourage you. I know it's difficult. It's hard for me to rest, and I would would encourage you just to, to take time uh, to rest and rest in the Lord, rest in His goodness, uh, to find those green pastures and those those still waters. And as you're in the midst of this summer season, uh, to know that the Lord is with you and that He loves you. And there's great things that He can speak to our hearts and lives 
as as we rest. And also, I want to encourage you to just enjoy a fellowship with the body of Christ. It's so important to be in fellowship uh, with believers. And if you are committed to a church, I want to encourage you to continue to go and continue to be a part of that church and to serve, to plant yourself in the body. And if you don't have a church home, uh, look for a church that loves Christ, that, that teaches the word, uh, and, and plant yourself in that church. So I want to take a, a moment uh, to be able uh, to just pray for everyone that's listening as we end uh, today's show. Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness uh, in our lives. Uh, we thank you that you are with us, that you never leave us or forsake us. Lord, we tend to be very busy, probably more busy than we should be. And I just lift up the listeners today and pray that you would give them rest. You tell us, Jesus, to come to you, those who are weary and heavy laden, to take your yoke upon us and that we will find rest. So, Lord, those that are worn out, Lord, may you bring them to still waters. Those that need rest, that don't even realize it, Lord, would you would you give them rest? As we go into the weekend and prepare to meet as the body of Christ, would you really bless that time? Would you bring revival in the body of Christ and bring many people that don't know you uh, to come to know you as their Savior? We thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Gang, we thank you so much uh, for listening and being part of uh, Calvary Lives. It's a real privilege. God's really done a lot of work uh, to allow us to be on the air and to provide for Grace FM and for uh, Calvary Live. Wouldn't it be possible without you listening and participating? Thank all of you who had the courage to call in and to be part of today's show. And we're going to continue to pray for you. So may God bless you and cause his face to shine upon you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.